Fight Shed Podcast, the podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are, how are you liking the little cooler weather? It's uh, starting to feel like winter a little bit. A little right? bit, right? Just a little Finally. bit. Finally. And now it's cold and rainy. and A lot of people are getting head colds yeah, and yeah. things of that nature. You are know? you getting your flu shot? This, did you get your flu shot? Or do you get your flu shot? Yeah, the question is, do I get one? Yeah. And the answer is no. No. Absolutely not. I feel like, uh, for me, my own philosophy is I don't understand why you are going to inject me with the uh, virus that I'm trying to avoid. Right. And that's what they're doing. It's a well, minute amount. Right. But right. it's still the virus. I think it, the the theory behind it, theory, right, is that you uh, you expose your body, your white blood cells, to figure out what's good and what's not good, Right. Right. Your white blood cells find that virus type, and they're like, oh, we've seen this guy before. Let's kill him. And that's technically, in scientific speak, that's how it works. Yeah, and, and understand that I am in no way, shape, or form a doctor. Do not listen to me yeah. whatsoever. But, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get the flu shot. Do you? Um, I've done, got it a couple of times. I Whenever I was working at a hospital, because, of course, yeah, it was one of those things that you – I guess you're supposed to do. You're working at a hospital. If you're at a hospital. Yeah. A little yeah. bit different, right? Right. Yeah. And then um, every now and then I would get it once if I, you know, was at a doctor's appointment or something like that. They're yeah. like, do you want a flu shot? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Give it to me. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. There you so go. that's it. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Um, my weekend, let me see. Do we trying to do some sort of Christmas shopping, I guess, but... Did you go to the Christmas parade downtown? This no, last I didn't get it. They no. said it was packed. Oh yeah, I don't do packed. stuff like that. I don't do stuff like no? that. No, why? No, that's not for me. That that's for someone else's crowd. Let someone else take my spot in that. I, okay. I'm fine with that. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not a person that goes into the big crowds and you know do everything and have fun. Uh, you know, it's like I ha- I hate Chick Fil A. I'm not a happy person. So yeah. I yeah. hate whenever Chick Fil A says. Hello, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah, saying thank you for coming, whatever. Just give me my Chick-fil-A I, sandwich. I'm just here to order food. Yeah, just I, I'm not here to, you I, know, I, I don't want I you don't to make my you. day. You don't really know me. Don't don't put your happiness on me. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, I, I may not want that, right? Yeah, I'll go, that's why I go to Popeye's because it's real life over there. It's real life. How about, how, how about you? How was your weekend? Went back to Dallas. Uh, went to our friend's Christmas party. Uh, we did the White Elephant which was fun. We did uh, Christmas games, reindeer games. That was always fun. Um, enjoyed that on Saturday. But I'll have to tell you, uh, on Sunday was not a fun day for me. Sunday? Yep. I'm going to have to. Uh, so I made a little wager in one of my fantasy leagues. Oh, okay. And I said, hey, if I beat you, you're going to have to say how great my team is. Your fantasy team? My or fantasy your team. Personal team. My my. Yahoo fantasy team. Okay. In this league, I said, "Hey, if I lose or if or if I win, you have to extol the greatness of my team." <laughs> well, guess what? E- I'm extolling the greatness of North Korea football team. The guy's <laughs> name is Matt Bowling, and he beat me this last weekend wow. in fantasy football. 
North Korea football That's team. That's his yeah, name. That's awesome. That's an isn't awesome that, name. Isn't yeah, that an like awesome it. name? Like that name. He yeah. now sits at the top of our uh, uh, league uh, going into the playoffs because now we're in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And uh, he gets a bye, and I have to play the third place team, I think, in the league. So, okay. Yeah. So, but you, everybody makes playoffs, right? Uh, the top six make the playoffs. Top six. Okay. Out of uh, 10. Okay. Well, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. 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 But it was, it, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, it was a good weekend. Hey, Cowboys looked amazing. It sure did. Um, two weeks in a row, they've uh, looked Oof. really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Dallas has a gauntlet of freaking good teams coming up. I mean, they're playing Bills this weekend. That's not an easy task. And then they have the uh, Dolphins. Well, Oof. the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins look amazing. Tariq got hurt, so that's kind of uh, something and, that we and, can not focus on. the quarterback is kind of hurt, too. So. Quarterback's hurt. Yeah. And then who's after that? Detroit Lions. Yeah, right Detroit Lions have looked good. But they got year. beat by Chicago. But everybody's getting beat by subpar teams. Then I think the last game of the season is against Washington. Washington and Washington, you never know what you never happens know. with Washington. You never know, and they maybe have a new coach by that time. Yeah. And um, their quarterback's one of the best in the in the league, passing yards wise. Yes, yes. And yeah. so, yeah, it's a uh, it's yeah, gauntlets coming up for the Dallas Cowboys. I know. Yeah. yeah. Did you catch any? Uh Combat sports the last couple of weeks we haven't. Last talked. couple of weeks, yeah, you know we have been off a couple of weeks um, in a row, but um, I did catch um, a few combat sports. Yeah, yeah. So let's just go ahead and jump right into some boxing all the way to December third, where we had all cross upon uh, Michael Conlan versus Jordan Gill in a flyweight division clash. It was the return of Michael Conlan. I mean, one of those guys that has had had a lot of ups and downs throughout his career so far in the last at least last five fights. Yeah, a heavy underdog fighter looking to make the most of his career in this defining match. Hey, this underdog was plus 600, I think, coming into the he fight. Was. And so the 29-year-old Gil versus a 32-year-old Conlon, maybe that's another factor that you might want to into. Uh, when I saw him fight the first couple of rounds, he looked pretty good. He did look. He looked good. He looked good. They, yeah, he looked good. They both. So they both were actually moving up in weight to 130 pounds uh, here. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought early on, I thought – he looked like the normal Conlon first couple rounds, and then something happened. Yeah, and then and then the end we got we have an absolute shocker. Uh, Jordan Gill stops Michael Conlon in the seventh round for the huge upset win in Belfast in front of his own people. Yeah, it was it was whatever plan he had uh, to work against Mick, it worked. Um, uh, he knew that he kind of lacked uh, efficiency, and yeah, he hurt him with uh, he was hurting him with either hand. Put him down in the seventh. So what do you think's next for Michael Conlon? I mean, this is his, what, fourth or third loss. Um, he's 32 years old. I mean, I've, I've seen some reports saying that this might be the end of the road for Michael Conlon. I agree. I, I, I think he can still fight, but he's two and three in his last five uh, fights. All of those are losses have come by stoppage, and they were three, uh, and they were three of his best opponents. So yeah, I kind of think he is nearing the end of his career. Or just maybe jumping into that um that that uh, gatekeeper role and just fight the up and comers and that's who you're just gonna fight. That's how you're gonna make your money. Which I'm pretty sure that's probably what he's gonna end up yeah, doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, does Jordan Gill I mean he he gets a knockout win, right? He could becomes twenty eight, two and one, nine KOs. Um this is only his ninth KO, first of all. This is crazy. Um he's twenty nine years old. Do you think there's still something down the road for uh, jo- Jordan Gill? Well, there is because he's won the European title. Mm-hmm. He's won the Commonwealth title. Um, he's won uh, three belts in the national in the international level. Um, 
but he moved up in weight, and right. I think he doesn't deserve a title shot yet at 130 pounds. Oh no, I don't think so either. But how about fight Lee Wood? I think he put oh, another yeah. name on his on his resume. I think. Well, I think in is Lee Wood. He moved up a weight too, but and he probably doesn't have a belt anymore, right? Right, but I don't. I don't need him to fight a belt right now. I need yeah. him to fight another person. So I'm saying is Lee Wood is not a champion right now. No, he's not. So okay, yeah, yeah that might be a good one. That's yeah. a good test. Um, also on that Saturday night, uh, December third, we had the return of Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte. Uh, coming into the fight, uh, Ryan Garcia had the interim lightweight title. Um, he was a W for the WBC. 23 and 1 with 19 KOs. His last opponent was against Gervonta Davis, who got who knocked him out that night. Duarte, 28 years old, came in 26, 1 and 1 with 21 KOs. So he came in as a formidable opponent. And I don't know if you read anything or saw anything leading up to the fight, but um even some of the promoters on Garcia's side were kind of giving a lot more respect than you would normally do for your opponent. Yeah, they were. You know, Garcia came in. Uh, he's working with a new trainer this time, mm-hmm. yeah. so that that I think that uh, he was trying to figure out what the trainer wanted him to do in this fight. I don't think it was his best op- uh, performance in this night, but I thought he got the job done and and did what Ryan Garcia normally does. Yeah, and fin- and in, f- in front of a live crowd in uh, in front of a Houston, Texas crowd in the Toyota Center, um, Toyota Arena, um, he he looked a little bit rusty. For me, I think he came, came in. Yeah, Garcia. Yeah. Um, he does have a new trainer, but he still had – it would drop his, his uh, guard whenever he threw a body shot. It, it's and, scary when you notice that and I notice that. What are the, the his opponents seeing? Because we notice, hey, this is, a, this is a problem for him that he needs to fix in his fighting game. I mean, there was, there was pressure from both sides, but, again, Garcia then turns around and, you know, throws – we all we both know Garcia's fast, very yes, fast, yes. and so he lands a nice left hook to the temple. Duarte goes down, um, and just refuses to get up. He gets up at nine, yes. maybe, yeah. and then ten. And um, you know, some of the commentators are saying that's why you have to get up at eight at least, yeah, because if you wait till nine, you know, tell him how the judge is going to score that or that's how right. the ref is going to stop that. That's right. You know, is it a ten count? But at Nine, you're still good, but at ten, you're out. Or is it you have all the way to ten, and then technically eleven, you're out. It just depends on the ref, right? Yeah, I don't know who it is, but you need to make sure that you're. You need to understand your last name ain't Fury. You don't get twenty three right. seconds. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. get ten seconds, right? right. And uh, I agree with those commentators. You need to be up at eight, and if you're not getting up, you're not getting up. It's okay, you know. Ryan Garcia is now twenty four and one with twenty KOs. Um, Garcia's in his prime as, of his career right now. He said, "I'm committing committing to become a world champion," and he called out WBA title holder. Yeah, Rolly Romero is uh, one of those. Uh, he could talk. He talks a talk. Um, he could fight, but I think uh, I think it was Javante Davis that put him down um, in in one of their fights. Um, Do you but, like that fight? I, I like it. Yeah, okay. I really would like that fight just because, you know, that's another step for um, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw him fight one of the other champions, and uh, we saw how he fared well. So I, I think, hey, let's get back in there and fight another champion and see where you're at. All right. Well, now that brings us to last Saturday's big event, Regis Porgrace versus Devin Haney. 
in a WBC super lightweight championship. Wow, was this one-sided? Did you think that this was going to turn out the way it did? Um, no, I don't think anybody. I saw a lot of people on Facebook uh, commenting on, let's go, let's go, Regis. It's going to be a war, yeah. whatever, whatever. Um, you know, Devin Haney is the former world everything for and that he, division. For he the dropped those belts, right? Yeah, for the lightweight champion, right? He's yep. the unified champion, former Cayman, 30-0, 15 knockouts, um, pound for pound probably in the lightweight division, number one. Uh, Regis Portgrace, this is his division, right? He's he's a WBC super lightweight champion. He's 34 years old, 29-1. and one. Um, Number two pound for pound in the, in the super lightweight. So... I was under the impression, too, that Portgrave was going to – this is going to be a battle, big-time battle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we both would have would have picked Portgrave to win this fight, but we knew it was should have been close, if not uh, give Haney some issues. And that just wasn't the case. Not at all. I mean, the dream put on a clinic, right? He, he did. He It was just like he didn't miss a beat. Devin Haney – and a lot of people probably won't like the way he fights – you know, right. he, he likes to move a lot, you know, right. move, stick and move. Stick. Well, you're supposed to, right? You're supposed that's to. That's right. That's right. Stick and move. Um, man, but in the end, we do have a unanimous decision by the judges, 120, 107. Um, and I believe that was all of the, the cards. Um, yeah, across the board, 120 to 107 across the boards, pretty much wiped him up. He's 25 years old. Only 25 years He's old. He's not in his prime yet. Technically speaking, Technically not, by right? a boxer, it's usually 28 to 32 is what some people say, depending on your record and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know where the, the, the limit is for him. I think he's he's going to be fighting another champion. I mean, is that what you see for him? So who's the other champions in that division? Well, he's got uh, Rolando Romaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that for the IBF is Subur Maltis, mm-hmm. and of course everybody knows this guy, the WBO champion Teofimo Lopez. That's probably going to be the fight to make. It's going to have to I, be. I, Those I, other names are big enough. They're not big enough, right? Not for Haney not, right now. Not for Haney. Not and if for pay per view because Haney's not going to fight on the Zone Network, just regular the Zone. Right. It's pay per view right now, and that's the numbers. That's what the name of the game. I do see him fighting, uh, fighting um, Teofimo Lopez next. And how do you see that going early on? I mean, until they prove me wrong, I think Devin Haney's probably one of the best, if not the top two, top three, at least for sure top four in the in boxing. A little over a year ago, when that Teofimo Lopez fight just kept getting postponed, 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 right? And and you we both were high on Lopez, right? Like he's not going to lose to anybody. And now we here here we are a little over a year later, and I don't think anybody's stopping that Haney train right now. I don't I mean, care who you throw in front of. Right him. now, like you you always like to throw a top ten. This division has David Haney, Teofimo Lopez, Jack Catterall, Subriel Mateus, Josh Taylor, it's really good, uh, who beat Regis Porgrace. Yep. Uh, Jose Ramirez. Yep. Ugh. Ryan Garcia is now in this division. Sandor Martin and Richardson Hitchens. Garcia or Lopez, that's who's going to be next. I don't like either of their chances against Haney. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. Especially with Garcia. 
I don't like that. That I don't think he's as fine tuned as he should be. That's right. That's right. Wow. Well, congratulations to Haney, man. What a what a fight. Uh, unfortunately, one sided, but it was awesome to see a super elite fighter in action. All right. Well, that brings us to this week's biggest boxing events um, for this Saturday. Jesse Rodriguez versus Sonny Edwards live this December 16th from the Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale, Arizona in a flyweight division clash. This is at 112 pounds. Jesse Rodriguez, Sonny Edwards, Julio Chavez, Martinez are some of the other champions in this division. Now, this is for the IBF and WBO flyweight title. Jesse Bam Rodriguez is 23 years old, 18-0 with 11 KOs, and he is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a win by decision April of this year, and he debuted in 2017. Now, Sonny Showtime Edwards is 27 years old, 20-0 with four KOs, and he is currently ranked second in this division. His last fight was a win by decision June of this year, and he debuted in 2016. Now, Rodriguez is a minus 230, and Edwards is a plus 165. Jesse Rodriguez is from San Antonio, Texas. He stands at 5'4 with a 67-inch reach and fights out of the southpaw fight stance. He now has a 61% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Christian Gonzalez-Hernandez, Israel Gonzalez, and Carlos Cuadras. Sonny Edwards is from the United Kingdom. He stands at 5'3 with a 63-inch reach and fights out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 20% knockout rate. And notable wins against Andres Campos, Felix Alvarado, and Jason Mama. Undefeated both ways. We got some Kool-Aid going both ways, don't we? Don't we? Yeah. Man, uh, I think this is going to be a, a close matchup, to be honest with you. I think so, too. I, I really think so. Yeah. I, um, especially it's a flyweight. You know, flyweight divisions are always going to be one of those uh, scrappy divisions. Lots that, of volume, right? Lots of volume. Um I'm going to go ahead and choose a fellow Texan by okay. decision, Bam Rodriguez. You're going with Bam Rodriguez. Okay. And how do you like your Bam? By decision. By decision. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go with the underdog, Edwards. I like him by decision. Traitor. Traitor, traitor. Well, I don't know if you uh, know that um, there's a – Big boxing match this weekend, also actually Friday night. Friday night? Yeah. Who fights on Friday night? Well, one of probably your favorite fighters. My favorite fighter. I've got I, I've got a few. i got Tank Davis. No. He's, a, he's one no. of my favorite fighters. Um, I do like Tyson Fury. Let's just say w- probably the most one of the most richest fighters. Richest fighters. Oh, Mayweather. Expedition. No, 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 no. 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 Well, who is it? It's your, your friend and my friend, Jake Paul versus Andre August. This Friday, uh, December 15th, from Caribe Royal or, or in Orlando, Florida. Um, this is an eight-round cruiserweight bout. Wait, this is a real boxing match. I don't I don't remember an Andre in MMA. I mean, I remember some Andres, but I don't remember that name. Is he not an um, MMA fighter? Andre uh, August is from Beaumont, Texas. He stands at 5'10". Um, he's been in he's been a professional for ten years. Wow! And he has a record of ten one in one with five KOs. He's fighting a real guy in a sanctioned real fight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jake Paul he stands at six one. Um, he is in, he is seven and one with four KOs. So maybe not necessarily the grape Kool Aid that we always want to drink. No, but it's one against one, right? You know, it one is. loss versus one loss. But like you said, it's a it's a real. 
don't want to say real, but it's a sanctioned boxing fight, like you just said. Sure. So, how do you think uh, Mr. Paul's going to do in this fight? I think he, I think he wins by decision. Okay. Okay. I, me and you have discussed this. We've we've yeah. we've done this roller coaster. We have trip with uh, Jake Paul. Right now, we're on the up. Right. We so are on the up. We're like, hey, I, I a lot of people. Well, this is probably going to be contrary to public opinion. A lot of people don't think Jake Paul can fight. Yeah. I I see some skill there. You know, I would I really enjoy watching this fights. Um, I'm gonna really enjoy watch this one, watching this one because I'm gonna see exactly where he is in comparison to boxing. We're gonna see exactly where he is, like you're saying. And you know, he he almost won that Tommy Fury fight. It wasn't like it was like one sided. So I'll be anxious to see where uh, Jake Paul is in his career coming up this Friday. And um, there's also going to be a ch- a championship bout on this card. It's okay. a super middleweight championship in the women's division. Shadesia Green versus Franchon Cruz Desern for the WBC Female Super Middleweight Championship. I love the fact that Jake Paul's promotion and what card he's on always is promoting women fighters too. So that's that's good to hear. Well, that brings us to our boxing news and notes. Terrence Crawford shoots down Ennis' fight and reiterates interest in Canelo Spence. Terrence Crawford is stuck in a holding pattern, trying to determine the next steps in his Hall of Fame-bound career. The the Nebraska native Crawford is coming off a crushing victory against Earl Spence Jr. in July, and and that made him the undisputed Walter Waite champion. The bout had a rematch clause that has been activated, but it remains seen when the event will be staged. Crawford has said, Listen, Jerome is in one place and I'm in another. I'm looking for mega fights right now. And right now, that's not a mega fight against Ennis. Crawford told a group of reporters on Friday that my standpoint on it, I'm looking to fight guys like Canelo Alvarez. That's pretty much it. Man, I, and a rematch with Spence, and that's it. It's that, And then it's all over with me. So, do you think he should be fighting Ennis? I think so. I mean, keep the keep the division going. That's what I think. Right? I mean, that's what the name of the game. That's how boxing right. works. It's if he wants to be an exhibition fighter, well then relinquish relinquish your belts and let other people that want to be, you know, going to war for four titles do that. I mean, and I have nothing against Terence Crawford. Love Terence Crawford. Um, but if he doesn't want to hold, if he wants to hold up the division, you know, he just should just let it go. Do you think he deserves a fight with Canelo? Um, why not? If it's one of those, I'm just going to make some money, fight the money. It's not, I don't think he has anything to do with the legacy because his legacy is set in stone. He's pound for pound. One of the best ever to box. Um, so what are you fighting for now against Canelo? Money probably, and maybe to go up, uh, uh, up the rung, sure, from Canelo, but that's it. There's no, there has no implications of your division, which in the in boxing, you know, that's and especially for hundreds that are in that division, that's what's mattering, that matters most. We know Canelo's all about big names. Is yeah. Crawford a big enough name for Canelo? I think it is, I think it is, right? Yeah, so do you think we'll ever see it? I think we'll see it, but we're going to see it like we saw Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. A little bit too late. A little bit too late, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then somewhere in the middle of all this is is still Spence Jr. I mean, he's no slouch. I mean, yeah, he lost to, to Crawford. But yeah. do you think that the rematch should be ahead of Ennis fight? I, I want to see Spence do one more fight before he goes back into the I ring so with too. Crawford. You're right. I mean, that was just a brutal beating. It was, wasn't he it? Took. Yep. yep. Well, um, I don't know if you remember, but can you tell me what Devin Haney's last fight against Regis Porgraves, of course, that we recapped, um, what was the division and the weight limit? Do you remember? Against Porgraves? Yeah. 140. 140, yeah, you're right. 140. And let's just say, okay, well, how much do you think he weighed in um, the night of the fight? How much did Haney? Yeah. Well, the way the way MMA fighters, in in particular Piera, Alex Piera, uh, he probably weighed twenty five pounds more. I mean, you're absolutely right. Devin Haney you know? reportedly rehydrated to an absurd one sixty five for the fight against uh, Regis Poirier, making him a super middleweight by the time the fight came around. Fighting against um, uh, Regis Poirier, I mean, who knows what Poirier came in? He probably stayed around one forty ish, one fifty, right? Um, but Devin Haney did came come in at 165, calling into a little bit of question of you know what's what's fair and what's not fair. I I don't think it's fair. I don't think I, so. I, I in the last few months I've heard several I don't know podcasts and commentators and whatever talk about weights and weight limits and and people when they cut rate and then they get to the fight and they're so much bigger. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I know it's not fair. I right. in my in my opinion, it's not fair. Is it fair for you? I, no, I don't think so. I mean, poor Graves, as, as it was reported, that he came in at one fifty six the night of the fight, so he rehydrated about sixteen pounds. Um, uh, Haney twenty five pounds. That's crazy. John Fury admits in the last three fights that. Tyson Fury has been on a bit of a decline. Uh, up next on February 17th is the Undisputed Showdown against the WBA, WBO, IBF champion Alexander Usyk. And John Fury believes his son needs more time to properly prepare for Usyk. He said, for the money, for my money in his last three fights, I've seen a bit of a decline. Not a decline in ability, but a decline in strength, power, and physical condition. And I don't know what they are doing up there, but you have to address it. He doesn't look – he didn't look himself in Saudi. So, do you think Tyson Fury is on a decline? I think so. I think I think he's, what, 36, probably 37? Yeah. I think we're all on a decline, um, especially at that age. And um, – I don't think we're going to see the same Tyson Fury that we saw two, three years ago. Yeah. It's going to be a different Tyson Fury, and he's got to adjust his just to that, right? His skills have to adjust to that difference, um, and it's, it's I'm sure it's scary for everyone, uh, for him at least, right? Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't, you know, I I kind of know uh, Tyson Fury's career, but I'll have to say this is probably going to be one of his toughest matchups ever in his career, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you look at Tyson Fury's career, it it has uh, one Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, I mean, which was I'm sure one of his toughest. Yeah, like, but that's w- because Klitschko was a huge favorite champion. Whatever, Usyk is smaller, but faster, younger. Yep. Right. Yeah. 
yes it is definitely going to be um uh definitely going to be one of those uh tougher fights right? so who do you like early in this if we get this matchup hopefully right now i like Usyk. i think i like Usyk too Usyk and i and i'm a fury fan but yeah he didn't look good against a an amateur boxer Right. I mean, I know we're calling Naganu an amateur boxer, but that's truly what he is. Yeah. And he had a really tough time against him. Yeah. Do you have any other news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our boxing segment for this week. Now on to our MMA segment. Where we missed a couple of weeks of uh, UFC weekends, um, yep. U- UFC uh, fight nights. Um, let's just go ahead and go all the way back to let's see to december 2nd live from austin texas in the moody center ufc on espn Darius versus sariki and kicking off our recap we have davidson figueredo versus rob fonts one fighter moving up in weight to make a statement in this new division i love the way he looked I he mean, looked Davis fantastic looked great right he's just like uh he didn't miss a beat at all Raw Font is always going to be a formidable fighter. He landed a couple good shots, but Davison Figueredo showed his pedigree, his championship pedigree, um, and comes out with a decision win, unanimous decision win, 30-27 across the board um, for his bantamweight debut. Yeah, he looked he looked great. He looked like, you know, we when we previewed that, I said, hey, I, I just feel that Figueredo is going to come out and use that championship experience and overwhelm Rob Font, and that's what he did. He was consistent. He had a game plan. Uh, he stuck to the game plan. He never faltered. And honestly, in his last fight um, before this one, he looked tired because of the weight cut. He didn't have to weight cut this time. He looked great. He looked really good. And in Rob Font, I mean, he looked great too. But you could tell Rob Font is kind of getting, you know, long in the tooth. Yep. Right? He's moving on his career. Um, it's just, just a, there was just a, now's the time for Davidson Figueroa to move up in the weight. And um, maybe, what do you think's next for him? Is he going to start taking control of this division? 22-3, and 11-3-1 UFC. He just beat the top 10 ranked fighter in the new division. And so I have him fighting the winner of the next weekend, which we're going to recap, Song versus Gutierrez fight. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. Davidson and Figueroa is now ranked 11th in division. Um, I also see that, too. I like to see him fight the winner of the next fight because the winner of that next fight is um, going to be a formidable top 10 opponent. If not, I mean, we do have uh, a Peter Yan out there. So I was ready for Peter Young. I was going to ask you. I've got two names that I was going to say. Hey, do we throw him to the wolves of this new division? Go big or go home. And does he either fight Peter Yan or Triple C? No, why not? He's been a champion before. I think. I think he's. Th- it's not like he's so? a rookie coming in. I don't either. Moving up the division slowly and slowly. No, he's he's been a champion. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to fight. He knows how to handle himself. Um, and I think it's just it's uh it's a it's a good pathway for him. Does he beat Pierion? Uh, you know what? Maybe not. I think this is going to be one of those. Uh, you think so? Maybe a trilogy, probably. A Peter Young trilogy. Peter Young with Figueroa. Yeah. Yeah. What about Triple C? I have to see him. Um, see how Triple C the fight looks like. Okay. First, um, because I don't think he, I didn't think he looked really good against uh, Sterling. I didn't think so either. Yeah. So, what do you think's next for Rob Font? 
like you said, he's 36 years old, getting a little long in the tooth. I mean, clearly, if he wants to continue to fight, he's going to be a gatekeeper in this division. Hey, if I, you can beat me, you can get in the top 10. So I think that's where he's going to be right now. Yeah, Rob Font does fall all the way to uh, 11th in the division. Yeah, if you want to be in top 10, you got to sure. fight me. Yep. That's a good one. Or how about Dominic Cruz? He's right there waiting, waiting absolutely, for a fight. Absolutely. Next up on the recap, we do have um, Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green in a lightweight division clash. One fighter stepping in on short notice to fight the fan favorite in the co-main event. Hey, me and you don't like short notice fights. We do not. We don't like the fight for the fighter to come in, make weight within four days, um, and then fight a resurging Bobby Green. Bobby Green, King Bobby Green. Yes. You know, coming in, coming in on a two-fight winning streak. Um, against one against Grant Dawson, another one against Tony Ferguson, streaking, and against Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner he, again he, making that weight quickly. He's coming off a two fight loss, yeah, uh, losing streak. Um, but dang, Jalen Tur- Turner made himself known this this night. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be very honest with you. I did not know what Jalen Turner looked like. Yeah. And I made a hypothetical bet on Bobby Green because uh, he was the underdog. And when they showed the walkouts and I saw Jalen Turner, I was like, yeah, oh, that's a man right there. That's that, Jalen Turner? That's Jalen Turner? <laughs> so was I surprised by the outcome a little bit? But not really. Jalen Turner looked great. I wasn't surprised about the outcome. I was surprised how quick it came. Yes, yes. Bobby Green Bobby Green was has always been there. But you know what? Another thing is Bobby Green was plagued all that week by controversies outside of the cage, right? With run-ins with Sarukian in the lobby, trying to fight. He, even getting into a fight with Sarukian's camp in the lobbies of the, the hotel. Um, you know, just a lot of things were happening for Bobby Green. And I think maybe it threw him off. I know he's a professional. I'm sh- maybe it didn't. But Jalen Green, Jalen Turner came in. Lights out. But but here's the thing. You know, one fighter in, in King, well, he has been focused for six weeks on a fight. Right. Jalen Turner has not really been focused on a fight. So, in King's head, possibly could be like, well, this guy's not even going to be ready for me. Right. I don't need to be worrying about him. Let me worry about all this outside stuff that's going on. And I think that could have been part of, of the downfall in this fight for him. Jalen Turner gets a win, a KO by punches in the first round with 249. Uh 249 in the first round. What do you think is next for Jaden Turner? 14 and 7, 7 and 4 in the in the UFC. A great win over a named fighter in this division. Uh back in the win column after two straight losses as well. Uh I'll tell you what, why not why doesn't he just fight the winner of the main event of this evening? They're both in the same division. Yeah, the winner? The winner. Mm, knowing now who won, yes, man, I, I don't know if he's ready. The loser probably. What about Michael Chandler? Michael Chandler has a date at UFC 300, sir. So that would be over a year. I don't. I don't think so. You don't, don't think so? I think maybe that's his date. You you think so? <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, 
But he, but again, it probably wouldn't make sense because the names are not big enough, right, for each other, right? Ch- no. Michael Chandler is not going to fight a Jalen Turner. That's right. But Jalen Turner just lit up Bobby Green. He's a who's who right On now. On short notice, that's why I'm kind of surprised that you're not you're not you're not even interested in him fighting the winner of the main event that night because what if he gets six weeks of prep instead of four days? Well, let's just go ahead and jump into the okay, main event. Okay, let's do it. And see, it was Armand Sarukian versus Benil Dariush in a lightweight division clash. Um, Sarukian, you know, co- coming in, you know, has a lot of hype coming in. He's on a three-fight, two-fight winning streak. Um, wins against Joaquin Silva and Demir Ismagulov. A lot, bad loss versus Martis Gamrut. But before that, he was also streaking five more times, five fights in a, five wins in a row. Um Benil Darius is coming off a loss against Charles Oliveira, right? And um, after he was streaking for about six fi- wins in a row, seven wins in a row. No, not six. Eight. Eight, eight wins. Eight wins in a row. Here's my notes that I have to say to you on this fight. And no disrespect to, to, to Zerukian. He won this fight. He had a good game plan. But what has happened to Benil Darius? What has happened to him? Because he was so dominant eight fight win streak and after that loss against Charles Oliveira I don't know who this guy is I don't, I don't know who this guy is I don't either um in the end okay spoiler alert you know uh, Alan uh Sarukian does win yeah. by knockout um flashes a knee in in the, in the head and then uh gets a punch a beautiful uh, uh, right hook beautiful knocks him out um, probably took a little bit too much. Uh, he he not not as much as Bobby Green. We didn't touch on that. Bobby Green got a lot of punishment after the fact. Controversy too. Yeah, there was a controversy yes. that we didn't touch on that. That yeah. it was a, kind of like a late stoppage Very after late. he was already knocked out. Probably got knocked out three times. That's right. That time, um, Sarukian does knock out uh, Darius. Um, not as controversial at this time, but. Oh, man. Where is Benil Dariush? This is is the main event five rounds, and I totally expected some ground game, some grappling happening by Dariush. Uh, I figured this would go three or four rounds, and this clearly did not do any of that. I don't – I'm so confused of where Dariush's head is right now. Well, Dariush is 34 years old now. He's been fighting since – in the UFC since – since 2014, January 2014, almost 10 years in the game. Yeah. Um. So I think your body can't take a little bit of a, a slow down and, you know, just kind of start rolling back time. You know, rolling back your, your – the skills start diminishing a little bit. The other thing is that this never went on the ground. I think this is one of the things that Benil Dariush <sighs> wants yes. to do. Go on the ground. This never went to the ground It doesn't make all, sense. At all. Yeah. doesn't make sense. I think his best uh, – our the best of Darius that we've seen is is leaving, uh, leaving yeah. the leaving the octagon. Well, now that puts um, Armand Sarukian ranked fifth in the division, right behind Islam Makashev, Charles Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and now, like I said, Armand Sarukian. What's next for Armand? Twenty-one and three, eight and two in the UFC. Now he just beat a top five uh, fighter handily, and I believe he's in the front of the line for a title shot. The front of the line. Absolutely. Like, he's going to fight Islam next. I, I think so. I, give me another name that Islam would be fighting before him. Well, wouldn't we want to see that Charles Oliveira rematch? Do we? I think he deserves it. Because I think me and you both believe that it's not going to be any different. 
I mean, you're right. I think yeah. you're right. And I think yeah. I think Poirier and and uh is I don't know what he's waiting for. I don't know what he's doing. Hot sauce. Yeah, hot sauce. Yep. I mean, because who, who there's no other names out there unless but if we look at him versus Makashev, I think we both would say Makashev will probably win. Makashev in the second round. Um <laughs> maybe first. Yeah. And then and Justin Gaethje doesn't want to lose his place in line. Absolutely not. No, of course not. And Michael Chandler, isn't he in that division? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. He's he's supposed to have a date with Connor, but I mean, would would they be unhappy to put a Michael Chandler versus Islam at UFC three hundred? Would that be worthy? Uh, I don't think so. I no? don't think I like that. Um and then we mentioned that you maybe Jalen Turner fight. Yeah. Um Sarukian. Ooh, I don't know. Sarukian wants to go backwards. Well, one person's always got to go backwards if you're trying to get a, another fighter to move up in the ranks, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I don't disagree because this goes back to always my, my thought. Don't get out of line. Don't get out of <laughs> Zero, line. To, you named off this division of names that are above him, and we're still back at Tarukian. That could be the next title shot. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know? Well, that brings us to this weekend's pass uh, – this past weekend's UFC Fight Night Song versus Gutierrez. This was live this December 9th from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Kicking off the uh, recap, we have the co-main event, Killio Roundtree versus Anthony Smith. What a dominant performance by Roundtree. Is he- it a dominant performance by Roundtree, or are we looking at a mirror image of Benil Dariush and Anthony Smith? Elaborate on that. Are we looking at the probably the last few highlights scenes of a career for Anthony Smith? Oh, absolutely. If you if that's how is that if that's what we're looking at, you're absolutely right. Because I think we're questioning too what Benil Darius is next, right? Where has he gone? What happened to him? Thirty something years old already. Ten years in the game. I mean, look at Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. He is he is a young, um, thirty five years old. Been in the game in the UFC at least in the UFC um, since February of 2020, 2016. But that doesn't count all his other fights that he's been fighting. He's actually made his debut back in 2008. 16 years almost in the game. Yeah, this goes back to oh, you know, how bad did Smith look, or are we not giving Roundtree enough credit on his uh, game plan? Because his combinations. We're, I mean, left, right, left, right, left, right, straight to Anthony Smith's head. I mean, I mean yeah, there was no it was, defense. It was, it didn't, it didn't look that way. I mean, now it did, it did last three rounds. Yes, this fight. So Anthony has to say something for about Anthony yeah. Smith durability, maybe. Yeah. Khalil Roundtree. I mean, he's an up and down wrestler, right? Like sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, Khalil Roundtree, he's the next guy, and then he fights somebody, maybe a bigger name, you know, higher rank person and it's like where did he go what happened he didn't he <laughs> right. didn't throw no kicks at all like you know? he got nervous he got I, nervous yeah and then he comes in against anthony smith um and lights out i mean he not he hit him so hard he even questioned should i hit him again right let the ref stop this yeah yeah it I was mean, crazy it, it was a crazy end to the fight um Kilo roundtree is now 13 and 5 what do you think's next for him? Well, it was a good win over a named opponent to put on his resume. He actually called out the champ, Alex Piera. <laughs> but for me, Dang. I believe one more fight 
needs to be on his resume to even be in the conversation for a title shot next. Uh, how about an Alexander Ryak next? So Clear Roundtree is now ranked where? I don't. Is this his new division? I don't think so. Well, Anthony Smith came in uh, ranked eighth. So oh, let's tenth. just say tenth. So tenth. Um, man, I don't know. Do you put Khalil Roundtree in those names of Alex Piera, Yuri Poheshka, Jamal Hill, Not yet. Magomed Akinleya, Not yet. Jan Bohovic, nope. Nikita Karlov, nope. maybe Johnny Walker, maybe Johnny Walker, okay. Volkan Ozdemir. Okay, that's that's pretty much his level. Johnny Walker is my next I agree with you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you should always call your shot, right? I, I, I don't. I don't disrespect the guy for calling Pierre, but he's nowhere near that yet. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, of course, case okay, shoot for the stars, right? Yep. Um, but uh, I don't think he's ready for Alex Pierre. And like you said, he needs to show up on the night when he fights a big name, and and he is very con- inconsistent when it comes to that lately. Yeah, it, I mean, if you look at his track record, I mean, now he's been on, he now we say all this, and he's now on a f- five fight winning streak, right? But he fought against Mercine Prakniao, um, lost against him. Uh, Ian Kutalaba gets a loss against him. Johnny Walker, he's already fought Johnny Walker, so this would be a rematch with Johnny Walker. Did he, he lose he against him? He lost to Johnny Walker yeah. by, by elbow. Um, Tyson Pedro, Andrew Sanchez. I mean, uh, but like I said, he is on a five-fight winning streak, so maybe he, there is something to this madness. Well, he needs a win against an, a to, another top ten uh, fighter in this division. I think so, too. Yep. Well, that brings us to this week's event, UFC 296, live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Kicking off our preview, we do have a lightweight in a lightweight division clash, Tony Ferguson versus Patty Pimlet. This is at 155 pounds. Islam Makashev is our current champion. Now, Tony El Chewy Ferguson is 39 years old, 25 and 9 with 12 KOs. Eight submissions and five decisions. He is currently ranked 33rd in this division. His last fight was a loss by submission in the third round, July of this year, and he is on a six-fight losing streak. Now, Patty the Batty Pimblet is 28 years old, 20-3 and three with six KOs, nine submissions, and five decisions. He is currently ranked 24th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision. December of 2022, and he is on a six-fight win streak. Now, now Pimblet is a minus 300, and Ferguson is a plus 245. Tony Ferguson is from Oxnard, California. He stands at six foot with a 76 and a half uh, reach, with a 60, 60, 76 and a half inch reach. He fights out of. He represents. Uh, Notable wins come against Donald Cerrone, Anthony Perez, and Kevin Lee. Notable losses come against Nate Diaz, Michael Chandler, and Charles Oliveira. Patty Pimlet is from Liverpool, England. He stands at 5'10 with a 73-inch reach, and he represents next-generation MMA Liverpool. Notable wins come against Jared Gordon, Jordan Levet, and Rodrigo Vargas. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Are you thinking that? What are we doing? Do we wish ill on Tony Ferguson? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't either. Six fight losing streak. So if he loses, it's a seven fight <laughs> losing streak. 
Of you, course. You know USC cuts people for two losses. Right, yeah. Three at the most. I don't understand what the USC is thinking because for me, in in, in this fight, the pressure's on Pimblet. Yeah, damn the if pre- you do, damn if you don't. If if you beat him, you should have because yeah. he's on he's on his way, you know, out of the the octagon, you know, into retirement, right? If you don't beat him, it sets your career back. Why didn't you beat Tony Ferguson? Yeah, so you this is not a win. You couldn't There's beat no win. Tony Ferguson on a six fight losing streak. Yeah, thirty nine year old Tony, Tony Ferguson. Yeah, you couldn't beat him. What does that say to buy Pammy Patty Pimlet? I guess we'll find out next week. We we're gonna find out. Uh who do you like in this fight? I mean I mean I I wanna say Patty Pimlet. I mean by decision. By decision. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I don't think Patty the Batty Pimblet's all that for me. I think he's gonna lose. I think he's gonna lose by decision. All right. That's going to be a very interesting fight. Um, next up on the card, we do have uh, a co-main event, Alexandra Pantoja versus Brandon Royval in a flyweight championship clash. This is at 125 pounds. Alexander Pantoja is our current champion. Alexander the Cannibal Pantoja is 33 years old, 26-5 and five with 8 KOs, 10 submissions, Eight decisions. He is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a win by decision July of this year, and he is on a five-fight win streak. Now, Brandon Raw Dog Rovell is 31 years old, 15-6 and six with four KOs, nine submissions, two decisions. He is currently ranked fifth in this division. His last fight was a win by KO April of this year, and he is on a three-fight win streak. Pantoja is a minus 195, and Rovell is a plus 165. Alexandra Pantoja is from Brazil. He stands at 5'5 with a 68-inch reach and represents American top team. Notable wins come against Brandon Moreno, Alex Perez, and Brandon Royval. Notable losses come against Oscar Askarov and Davison Figueredo. Brandon Royval is from Denver, Colorado. He stands at 5'9 with a 68-inch reach, and he represents Factory X MMA. Notable wins come against Mateus Nicolou, Matt Schnell and Rodrigo Bontarine. Notable losses come against Alexandra Pantoja and Brandon Moreno. We got a rematch. Rematch. What do you? Who do you think uh, wins this rematch? I think this is a close fight. I like them both. Uh, we're just going to find out if Ro- Rovell watched the tape and learned anything from Pantoja. Now you know that fight was what a couple years ago. Yeah, they've both got more experience, grown up. I mean, well, I guess it's almost the same thing as when uh, Pantoja fought Brandon uh, Moreno. He, he fought him almost four or five years in between, yep. a, a gap in between, right? Yep. And uh, it was a totally different fight. It was. And with that being said, I I think Pantoja is the champion that he is. I think he's gonna win this uh, by submission in the second round. All right. Well, I also like Pantoja, and I'm going to go ahead and have him by decision win. Okay. Next up, we have the main event of the evening, Leon Edwards versus Colby Cummington in a welterweight division clash. This is at 170 pounds. Leon Edwards is our current champion. Now, Leon Rocky Edwards is 32 years old, 21-3 and three with seven KOs, three submissions, and 11 decisions. He is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was... 
by decision March of this year, and he's 11-0-1 in his last 12 fights. Now, Kobe Chaos Covington is 35 years old, 17-3 and with four KOs, four submissions, and nine decisions. He is currently unranked. His last fight was a win by decision March of 2022, and he's 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, Edwards is a minus 170, and Covington is a plus 140. Leon Edwards is from the United Kingdom. He stands at six foot with a 74-inch reach. He represents Team Renegade, BJJ, and MMA. Notable wins come against Kamaru Usman twice, Nate Diaz, and Rafael Dos Anjos. Notable losses come against Kamaru Usman and Claudio Silva. Kobe Covington is fighting out of Miami, Florida. He stands at 5'11 with a 72-inch reach and represents MMA Masters. Notable wins come against George Masvidal, Tyron Woodley, and Robbie Lawler. Notable losses come against Kamaru Usman and Worley Alves. Has this been a long time coming for this fight? I don't know about a long time coming. It's been a long time coming for Kobe Covington. He's been out for uh, the game for a while since March 2022. And he fought uh, Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal. Did, right? he fought him, and then he fought him unofficially in a restaurant. <laughs> he sure did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I if if you're Kobe uh, Covington, what is your game plan against Edwards? What 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 do you think he's coming in? Be a ground game? You think he's going to stand? No, I think it's going to be standing. I think he um, Edwards is going to try to land that kick. I think so. Right. Kick. He's going to be a kicking game for sure. Um, I don't th- I don't know if I I've seen Kobe Covington really have a kicking game. Um, I don't remember him. I know he can stand up with the best of them. Yeah, right? absolutely. Kamaru right? and all that. Um. That being said, octagon rust for Covington. Could it? Could, there's such a thing. This is on what year and a half? More than a year and a half. Yeah, it's about eighteen. It's about months. a twenty-one months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, it, will there be? Will we see some of that in the first round? Probably. I think so. I think we we see that in the first round, and I think um throughout the whole fight, I think we have Leon Edwards, and still by decision. And I think I, I I definitely agree with you. Edwards by decision and still the current champ in that division. Uh, where are we setting the bar on this? It's a massive uh, end of the year pay per view, isn't it? Don't we have some other? Yeah, names? it's uh, actually the last fight of the year for twenty twenty three. A big year, right? In in, uh-huh. uh, in UFC. Um, man, we have some amazing fights. We have persons that we haven't even talked about. Um, that's. Well, in the past, we've talked about is that train coming down the railroad tracks that's um, coming to take the vision. Shafkat Rachmana versus Stephen Thompson in oh, a welterweight class. Great match. And also we, in the main event, we ha- or on the main card, we have Vicente Luque coming against Ian Machado Gary. That's a great main event card. Oh, oh wait, wait. Preliminary on oh. ESPN oh. Plus and ESPN 2. Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. That's going to be good. Irina Aldana versus Carol Rosa. That's going to be good. Cody No Love Garbrandt versus Brian Keller. Cody's fighting on this card? So is. Wow. And Casey O'Neill versus Irina Lipsky. That is a nice, nice end-of-the-year pay-per-view card. It sure is. Really, really good uh, way to end the year for the UFC. Um, 
But right off the top of your head, what do you think you're gonna give this this card? I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, you know what? Just by the names themselves, it's gonna be an eight. And we have two uh, five round uh, co main and main event uh, fights. All right, that brings us to our MMA news and notes. Steven Wonderboy Thompson shoots down potential superstar opponent for George St. Pierre at UFC 300. I don't know if he's all there. Thompson isn't crazy about seeing this old rivalry ignited. Many fans and former fighters would love to see St. Pierre back for one last run, and many have pointed out the leader of his of the opponent for him would be Nick Diaz. So, would you like to see a Nick Diaz versus GSP at UFC 300? I don't think I would. Hmm. You the Nick the so. Nick that we've seen the last couple of fights has been the Nick that we're normally seeing. He's just in there to make some money, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. I, and that's not something that for UFC 300, uh, a momentous milestone for UFC. I don't think that's a fight to make. Okay, I think there, there's other fights. I don't know. Would you like to see J- GSP back one more time? Um, would I? What? And if the answer is yes, what would you like to see an opponent? Who I, would you like it to be? I'm gonna say right now. I would not want to see him back. Okay. Because I want to remember him the way I do now. Okay. As the legend, winner of his last fight, got off on a high note. Even though I think an illness kind of made him withdraw from the UFC. I think it's something with the stomach. Um, But now that he's he's just a legend. It's like asking um, Iceman or, or Randy Couture to come back and fight for UFC 300. I mean, it's not like that, but yeah. it's it's along the same row. Are you interested in seeing, even though we never got it, would you like to see the GSP versus Anderson Silva fight today? Um, at three hundred, would you like that? Whatever that, whatever them two roll out, would you be willing to want to see that? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. I think I'm I'm done with these uh, spectacles, these uh, money grab fights. For me, that uh, for right now, at least. All right. Well. Keeping on the same note of the UFC 300, um, a lot of uh, people have thrown out different uh, names to headline that massive card that's going to be in that special card that you're talking about. So I'm going to throw some names out, um, some fights, and you tell me if it's worthy of that headline. Is a McGregor versus Chandler worthy of headlining that card? I think with all the the postponements and cancellations, I think everybody is just ready to see that fight. I th- I would like to see that. Would, do you believe it's big for enough 300? to, to, to yeah. headline it? Yeah. Okay. For headlining 300? Headlining. Mm, yeah, McGregor is a headliner, okay. so yes. Let's say that's not going to happen. Would you be uh, interested in, in seeing the headline be Aspinall versus Stipe? Aspinall versus Stipe. Um, for 300. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Would you be interested in seeing the trilogy of Piera versus Adesanya? No. Okay. And another crazy one out there. I'm going to throw the last crazy one to you. Offered $15 million to this one person to come back, and we would see the trilogy of Tate versus Ronda Rousey. Oh, wow. And not, Ra- No, not Tate. I would do... Nunez versus Rousey. Get both of them back in it. Would you? 
Yeah. Would it? Would, is it worthy of headlining USC 300? No. No. Do you have anything out there on top of your head that you think is worthy of USC 300? Mm, for sure, John Jones. Okay. But he's he's gone, right? He he's there's no way he's going to make 300. Probably not, because he's injured. Man, I don't know. I think right now only McGregor and Poirier rematch. God, that was so one-sided, wasn't it? Well, I mean, until he broke. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, there's a war awards. I mean, I don't know. Um, man, how about? I don't know. I don't know either because you know we would say a year ago we would have said uh, Alexander the Great versus Isla uh, versus uh, who did he fight? Uh, uh, versus Makhachev. Yeah, I mean, we got we got kind of our wish on that, and I don't really have any super fights in in mind in my head that go, yeah, that headline UFC three hundred. Are we uh, to part? Are we to the point right now in the UFC where the era, the old era, is almost gone? Cejudo ish people, yeah. John Joneses, that type of era. Yeah, there's yeah. no more huge names. I think McGregor's part, a little bit yeah. towards Stipe has gone. See, they're they're there. Right, um, Adesanya's getting there. Adesanya, isn't he? He's probably Maybe? probably the newer era, right? Okay. But Alexander, you, you th- like pre two thousand seventeen, eighteen. Okay, people, you know yeah. those superstars because you know like uh, B J Penn's no longer there, right? Um, yeah. All these other fighters that you that we remember, that's the era, right? That's a that's that launched us into or launched the UFC into the um to the what stratosphere, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know that era. Uh, but no longer. They're not there no more. I mean, there's Nadia's is gone. You know, we have McGregor is the only one that's probably still there that could probably command something. The the fight that we would obviously the dream fight we would want at USC three hundred that I don't even know how they could pull off would be John Jones versus Nagano. That would be the worthy headlining fight for USC three hundred. Yeah. But I mean, we're never I, gonna I get don't it. I, right now I don't know who who's gonna fight. Alexander Volk- Volkanovski, maybe, but he's already two ninety seven, eight seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's yep. they. I'm glad I'm not the one getting paid to make matches. Exactly. Do you have any other news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our MMA segment for this week. Now on to our Pick'em League. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, we uh, threw out some picks, and the fans all responded. Uh, for us. Uh, we both went one and two in MMA. We both went one and one in boxing. Um, we had the loss of Conlon is what happened to us. Uh, so it ended up uh, with you 12 wins right now, and I have 15 wins. Wow. Okay. Yes. But for our players, we have Lynn at 11. We have you, of course, at 12. Dan is at 13. Shane and Dom are at 14. Omar and myself are at 15. Everett is at 16, and, of course, our current champion is sitting at 17. 17. But we'll have some picks this week. Yep, we do. Got them where we want them. Right That's now. right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's big matches um, in boxing and MMA. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or on uh, Twitter for the latest breaking news. That's it for this week. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you all next week.